Hi, I'm Chris Cottonor, executive producer of the DSR Network. We've been incredibly busy here over the past month. With the launch of TNR's Daily Blast, we now produce 10 shows covering foreign policy, national security, domestic politics, cyber and tech, legal, and much more. We've also just launched our redesigned website at thedsrnetwork.com. With all this content, there has never been a better time to become a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for nearly all of our shows, early access to episodes, enhanced show notes, and access to our exclusive DSR Slack community. Membership is just $7 per month or $70 per year. To become a member, please visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to our Friday edition of the DSR Daily. I am your host for today, Riley Fessler, joined as ever by Chris Cottonoir. Chris, welcome and happy Friday. Thanks, same to you. Chris, what do you have for our first story today? Uh, President Biden and former President Trump uh, made overlapping visits to Texas, uh, highlighting their starkly different approaches to the complex issue of immigration. Uh, Both leaders acknowledge the unsustainable situation at the border, but they diverge sharply on remedies with Biden emphasizing bipartisan legislation, which has been previously introduced, and of course, democratic processes, while Trump Uh, promises decisive authoritarian-style actions to secure the border immediately. Uh, I listened to the New York Times Daily podcast this morning uh, on uh, immigration, and um, Trump was using language, you know, such as, you know, this is a military operation. So, uh, you know, pretty dangerous rhetoric, in, in my opinion. On uh, on the different approaches to the border, uh, nonetheless, it's a serious problem that is going to have an impact on the 2024 election. Uh, Riley, well, the Senate and House have approved stopgap funding bill again. Uh, this time, the decision was kind of actually initiated by Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, but this is even a smaller delay than before, just pushing back the two deadlines a week. Um, so it includes a commitment to pass six out of the 12 annual spending bills before March 8th, which is supposedly going to grant appropriators the necessary time to finalize the details. I guess we'll see. Uh, despite the progress, the resolution only extends it um, a week, as I mentioned. And, you know, there's still a lot of dis- dissent on this among Republicans who are demanding significant cuts in policy changes. Uh, it remains to be signed by Joe Biden, but the White House has expressed support for the temporary plan. Um, but, you know, again, kicking the can down the road, this time only a week for both deadlines. Um, so it doesn't seem like we're going to get a pretty uh, substantial spending bill. It seems like, you know, we're just going to keep getting these temporary stop gaps. But I hope I'm wrong. Chris? Uh, UN Secretary General uh, Antonio Guterres uh, has demanded an independent investigation into the deaths of over 100 Palestinians during an aid delivery in Gaza, where at least 117 people were killed, 
more than 760 injured. Uh, the incident drew international condemnation. Uh, French President Macron and EU's Joseph Borrell criticized the violence. Uh, Israeli forces claim the fatalities occurred when warning shots were fired to disperse crowds. But let me just remind you that the crowds were gathered around food delivery aid trucks uh, where hungry Palestinians were trying to get something to eat, including uh, children. So um, I don't think this is going away anytime soon, uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see whether this has an impact on uh, the negotiations that have been ongoing regarding a temporary or more permanent ceasefire. Riley? Well, Alabama's Republican-led legislature has passed legislation aimed at safeguarding the IVF industry, of course, in response to the state Supreme Court decision that classified frozen embryos as children. So the ruling had led several Alabama IVF providers to suspend their services because of kind of legal uncertainties, which drew heavy backlash everywhere, including even from you know President Donald Trump, who actually was against it. And other key figures and, you know, just I think everyone kind of saw that this was a terrible decision given that so many people rely on IVF to have children. So the governor, Kay Ivey, has indicated her support for the measure, which mainly just seeks to clarify the legal framework for the storage, transportation, use of embryos. So I think this is kind of an effort to stem criticism. Uh, but, you know... Even if it does, even if it does kind of stem the criticism, I think it's great that you know those who need this treatment to have children are hopefully going to be able to once again easily access it because you know it's just it's a it's a monstrous idea to just keep people from having kids if they want them. I mean that's not exactly a pro life uh, policy in my book. So good to see, Chris. Jack Teixeira, the 22-year-old military computer technician who leaked uh, secret documents, classified government documents, on a Discord server, is set to plead guilty to charges uh, of that nature. Uh, he was employed at an Air Force base in Cape Cod with top-secret clearance uh, and was accused of disseminating sensitive information through this, this Discord server. Um, which, you know, Riley frequents, uh, and, w and also which we have our own uh, community of people, though I don't think uh, Jack Teixeira made an, an appearance uh, on the uh, DSR network uh, Discord uh, server. Um, in any case, he was arrested last April, set to plead guilty. Um, we'll see what happens with this uh, story in terms of, you know, what his sentencing is. Uh, but I'm pretty sure his top secret clearance days are over. Riley. Wanted to bring back attention to a story I had brought up a couple weeks ago on this show, which is the incredible amount of violence in Haiti uh, in Port-au-Prince. Uh, intense gunfire and violence have erupted, uh, leading to the death of at least four police officers after a notorious gang leader announced his intentions to capture the country's police chief and government ministers. So this escalation of violence is coinciding with the Prime Minister Ariel Henry's absence as he was in Kenya discussing the deployment of a foreign armed force to combat gang activity. So, I mean, that just gives you an indication of how serious the issue is that they are 
calling on other countries to send in their armed forces to help kind of stabilize things. According to the article I saw, it's estimated that up to 80% of Port-au-Prince is controlled by gangs, which is just hard to even imagine a country's capital being that heavily controlled by gangs. Um, the, this suite of violence targeted uh, Haiti's main international airport, police stations, which caused the closure of businesses, schools, government agencies, and widespread panic, as you can imagine. Um, so, you know, just the, the, the fact that a gang leader is openly calling for the capture of government ministers and a police chief just goes to show how serious this is. Uh, the article also mentioned that, you know, there are numerous gangs. This is just one gang leader, so it's hard to say, you know, how much of the uh, violence is directly under this specific gang leader's control. But it's a situation to keep an eye on. Hopefully, uh, the prime minister's tour can result in some real help because it is clearly necessary. Chris, anything else you want to add before the weekend? I have nothing else, Riley. All right. Well, we've still got a lot of shows coming out today. I've got a Words Matter that will be in your feeds shortly. Of course, we have We're All Gonna Die Radio that will be in your feeds this afternoon and a excellent daily blast with Mehdi Hassan uh, about his new media enterprise. So a lot to listen to today. Hope you enjoy and we will see you next time.